Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, and I am very excited to get into today's episode. I am coming to you this morning just kind of feeling a type of way about this topic. Um, As you can see, the title today is Your Calling, and it is part one. We're going to have multiple parts. Um, And today we're going to talk about the worth of your calling in connection to business, in connection to life, in connection to whatever else God may call you to do with your calling. And um, I'm excited to get into this because a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, we discussed Christians and business one-on-one and I talked about money and I talked about money because we needed to just get that out of the way we needed to get that elephant in the room out of the way um because whatever God is calling you to most likely you're going to need money some type of resources something to get to the point to help others or to help the others that God has called you to help. God has called you to serve um, and to also help your family. I have been really, really, really diving into Bible, Um, all things studying Bible, really just trying to learn more about the Bible. Uh, If you've been with me for a while, you've probably heard me mention the Bible Project and I've been probably watching the Bible Project videos on YouTube. So if you want to, you can go ahead and go to YouTube uh, and check out the Bible Project. I definitely recommend the Bible Project. Uh, like I said, you always want to test the spirit for yourself. And for me, I haven't felt any conviction about the Bible Project or its creators. And uh it, if anything, it has helped me to learn more about each specific book in the Bible. Now, I've, I've just recently made it through. So, okay. So let's go back to the beginning. I have been watching the Bible project. I would say it's probably been like at least 10 months, if not more, that I found out about the Bible project and that I've been actually watching their videos. I'm going to say actually it's been like a year uh, that I've been watching their videos and I never intentionally went forward and just starting from the beginning. And so just here recently, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to watch every video because I am more of a visual learner. I like video. I like movement. I do read. Obviously, you guys know that I read, but I also like visual things. I like movement. And I have decided to go ahead and start with the first, the start of the Bible with their videos. Uh, And of course, that is Genesis. So I have made my way through Genesis and... I have, if I needed to, I would watch the video over and over until I needed to, to you know, till I really understood. Um, obviously, these videos are not word for word what the Bible is saying. It is like an overview. And with this overview, I have made it through 
the the books of the Torah, which you guys know um, or may not know, that that's the Hebrew Bible, um, and that's the Old Testament basically. So I've made it through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, and I just last night finished as uh, I uh, just finished Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. And so I'm on my way to the book of Job. And so I think that me sharing this with you guys today is just so important because you have to know that from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, so from Genesis to Revelation, God has a plan and purpose that was just in place. And from what I'm reading and watching these videos, <laughs> um, I'm really just trying to study Bible, really, really study Bible. Now, you guys know I'm not in seminary. You guys know I'm not a preacher. I said that to you all the time. Like, I'm not any of that. I'm just trying to do the works of God here. Um, I'm just trying to do what he's called me to do, right? So we're talking about calling today. And I don't have it all together. I've shared this with you before. I don't have it all together. Like I said, if you want to come to me and ask me about some business things, I got you. And I say I don't have it all together, even though I just had someone recently tell me that if they have any spiritual questions, they're I'm like the first person to pop in their mind. And I'm just like, really? Okay. Uh, and, you know, God is moving me on a different path here. Uh, he is moving me on this journey to where, yes, I still do business. Yes, I still have clients and things like that. But... He's pushing me more into his word. And of course, I've always kind of been into his word since I've been doing business, I guess. But now is more so me focusing on his word, teaching his word and helping people really get through his word. So I don't know. You guys are with me on this journey and <laughs> we'll see what becomes of it. But back to studying Bible. Like I said, I started at the book of Genesis with these videos and where needed, I went and actually read the word and uh, I went ahead and, you know, did the additional research that I needed to do and going through every single book from Genesis where we talk about, um, where we talk about Noah, we talk about, of course, Adam and Eve to Exodus where the Israelites were exited. They were droven out of their land um, to Leviticus, to Numbers, where they literally just literally are counting all of the Israelites. Uh, Deuteronomy, where we learn about the blessings and the curses of not obeying God. To Joshua and what he was called to do after Moses passed away. Uh, to Judges, where we learn about the Israelites and how they were judged and not necessarily judged like in a court uh, or like a jury type thing. But these judges were like their, you know, like big army men, um, big army men who protected them and kind of judged the people. Um, and then we go into Ruth, where we just really learn about her importance in her role 
in helping to redeem Naomi's family by, first of all, staying loyal to Naomi, even after all of these hardships happened to her and her family, and then going forward in marrying Boaz. You guys know Ruth and Boaz. If you haven't read the story of Ruth, please go read it. It's only four chapters. Go and check that out. And the list just goes on. Like I said, I have read through or I watched the videos through first and second Samuel, first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah and Esther. And if we go to Esther, another prominent woman in the Bible where she she hid the fact that she was even Jewish at all. She hid the fact that, you know, her God was the one and true and only God and she ranked up by marrying the king of Persia and doing so she was able to save her entire family, her entire country or her tribe, um, the, basically the Israelites. She was able to save her people. And so I say all of this to say, like I said, I just, I'm at Esther now and um, I'm on my way to Job. I might even go back and listen to a few videos again so that I can go into them again. But I say all of these to say every single person from the book of Genesis to the end of, end of Revelation was called to do something spectacular. Um, even if we go back to Moses, he didn't even want to accept his calling. He gave God so many excuses as to why he could not fulfill what God wanted him to fulfill. And yet he fulfilled so many amazing things. He fulfilled so many amazing things. And so I just want to talk today about the worth of your calling. And like I said, I am still on this journey. Uh, God has completely been just opening my eyes to new things uh, and different things rather, and showing me that he doesn't just have this, this one thing in sight for me. He doesn't just have this one thing um, in, in the sight for me. And so but I want to remind you that we all have a choice. We all have free will. We all have the opportunity to kind of go back and forth with God, as I just talked about Moses. And in doing that, you can either delay your calling or he may call somebody else to pick up your slack. And so that's kind of what I'm learning here. And I'm trying to just go about it the best way possible. And I'm sure some of you listening may be in a place where you're just like, I don't understand God. Like, I don't know. I have this particular expertise. I have this particular training. God, how do I use this training to best serve you, to best give you glory and honor and praise? How do I use this to serve you uh, and to serve the people that you've called me to serve? And what capacity have you called me to serve? And so before we get into this, I just want to remind you to click the link in the show notes. Make sure that you are a part of the tribe if you want to get access to the free audio training on how I learned to manifest with Christ. Make sure that you click that link in the show notes because I'm only giving it out to the tribe for now and I don't know how long it will be free. So make sure that you're a part of the tribe. Um, as I mentioned last week, we have our prayer call every single Wednesday. And if you are out of the country, I know we have a lot of people who listen to this show who are not in the United States. If you are out of the country, 
make sure that you go ahead and shoot me some type of email or DM or something so that I can make sure that you have access to the prayer call, okay? Also, last but certainly not least, uh, I did a training a while ago and I decided to open up that free training again so that I can help anybody that I possibly can to really unveil their purpose and go from complacent and doubtful to bold and confident in everything that God has called them to be. And in that training, I have a very specific confusion to clarity plan that I believe will really, really be helpful to some people after actually listening to this episode. And you see, this is part one of your calling and we're going to get into the blessings of your calling. We're going to get into so many different things concerning your calling. And you guys know today is the worth of your calling. And so click that link in the show notes. You will see where it says, uh, work with me. When you click on work with me, all you have to do is click on free trainings or freebies or something like that. But check that training out. You definitely want to get your hands on that training. And so let's get into today's topic of the worth of your calling. And so as we get into the topic of your calling or being called, um, I just want to mention that being called is a is unique to everybody. (laughs) Every single person has their own unique calling. Uh, Like I said, I've been really studying Bible and really just trying to learn more about Bible uh, and really just trying to understand every single character's purpose. What, What was their purpose? You know, what was the lesson behind their story? What was their calling? And did they answer their call? And if they didn't answer their call, Did they fight with God a little bit and then step into that? Or did they fight with God and God was just like, okay, you know, it is what it is. And when I think of that, I go back to the Israelites, how the whole generation had to die off before they could even get into the promised land. Moses himself didn't even make it into the promised land. And so Joshua had to be raised up and take all of the people of Israel into the promised land. But that was a 40 year gap. And so when we think about calling, you got to know and understand that you will be called to a different place that your fan that your friend may be called to. You may be called to different people that your friend or your mom or your dad or your pastor or whoever it is may be called to. And so I want to really, really reiterate that your calling, your purpose is not going to look like everyone else's calling or everyone else's purpose. And those are, those are two different things in and of themselves. And so we're just going to talk about calling today. Uh, and so I have a quote here from Martin Luther and it says, the work of the milkmaid is just as important to God as the work of the priest. The work of the milkmaid is just as important to God as the work of the priest. And I wanted to put this in here because I want you to understand that your calling is not going to look like my calling. My calling doesn't look like yours. 
It doesn't matter what God has called you to do. There is significance in that calling. If you're called to save one person, that's what you need to do is save that one person. If you're called to the masses, then that's what you need to do is figure out how God wants you to get to the masses and save the masses or to to help the masses in whatever way you're supposed to or to save and help that one person in whatever way you're supposed to. And so uh, I wanted to put that in there. Before we even get into it, because I feel like a lot of times people think that maybe they're not as important to be called to something bigger than them. And I want you to understand that we're all called to something bigger than us. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's to one person or hundreds of people. We are all called to something bigger than us. And so I want you to know that you are worthy of power, authority, and grace. You are worthy of walking boldly and confidently into whatever it is that God has called you to do, regardless of what you've been through. And I I say regardless of what you've been through, but really I want to say that what you've been through is what's probably going to help the people that you're called to. Uh, it's probably going to help those people you're called to serve. And so I just want to put that out there first and foremost. And I want to read from the book of Ephesians today. We're going to read from the book of Ephesians. Initially, it was just verses one through three, but we had to add a couple verses on there. Okay. As I was just taking my notes and doing all of this and that, (laughs) we had to add a couple verses in there. Okay. And so if we go to the book of Ephesians, get out. I know you're probably listening to this either on a uh, computer or a your phone or a podcast app. So I know that for the most part, you are able to pull up your Bible. I want you to pull up your Bible today. I want you to be with me on this one. I want you to read it with me. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And we're going to be in Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four. And you guys know, I I love the New Living Translation. I also love the King James Version. I know that you may get the hint that I don't, but I do. And so not only are we going to read from the New Living Translation, we're not going to read the King James Version, but I want to remind you to go to the King James Version and just kind of read that in context as well. But we're going to be in the New Living Translation today. And you guys know that I always say it gives us titles and topics. Uh, and so the topic for verses one through 16 is unity in the body unity in the body. And so I'm going to start with verse one. It says, therefore, I, now y'all know the book of Ephesians was written by our man's Paul. You already know our man's Paul. He was killing Christians, killing Christians. And what did God call him to do? Literally stop killing Christians and be a fisher of these men and women and bring them onto God's side. God literally made him go blind and then restored his sight. And once his sight was restored, he was able to step into his divine destiny, calling and purpose as a slave to the work of the Lord. Okay. So y'all know. Our man's Paul, he be getting into it. He gets into it. He gets down into the nitty gritty. And so it says, therefore, I, a prisoner, y'all know what a prisoner is. So a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by 
God. Now, mind you, he's at the church of Ephesus. There can be anybody in there. So I want you to know that you do not have to have been raised in the church to be called. You do not have to have, you don't have to be a part of the fivefold ministry to be called. You don't have to have this perfect squeaky clean life to be called. Like I said, our man's Paul, he was called and he wrote how many books in the Bible? And spoke to how many churches and he was a killer of Christians before God put him in position to step boldly and confidently in his calling. Okay. So it says, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I'm going to jump ahead to verse seven and it says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. I'm going to go ahead to verse 11 through 12. And it says, now these gifts Christ gave to the church, which is the body. So the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, which is the body of Christ. On to verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And that's why I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned, you know, each person has their own unique special part. But when you put all the pieces together, it makes the puzzle work. It brings the big picture together. Okay. And so that's why I went ahead and read those additional verses. But I want to go back to verse one. And he said, I beg you to lead a life worthy. Now, y'all know I said the topic today is the worth of your calling. He says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. You have been called by God. And if we go down to verse four. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Verse seven. However, he has given each of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So really briefly here, I'm going to start at verse Where's my notes? Verse seven, where it says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Our gift is our calling. Our gift is our talent. Our gifts. I mean, our gift is the grace. Our gift is the Holy Spirit. And when all of these things are combined, that's when we're able to truly understand the worth of our calling and truly walk boldly and confidently in whatever our calling is. But I think the thing is, is that we don't put enough value on the word calling. I think Paul mentioning that he has given each of us this special gift shows that we just don't put enough value 
on our calling. Uh, if you're obviously a lot of us are in the social media world, uh, even in church and things like that. But we hear so much about our purpose. We don't really hear too much about our calling. And so I want to just mention briefly the difference between purpose and calling. If we look at the dictionary's definition, it defines purpose as something set up as an object or end to be attained. So a subject under discussion an action in course of execution. And it defines calling as a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence, the vocation or profession in which one customarily engages. So I found the perfect example of this on a blog and it says all of the utensils in your kitchen ultimately serve the same purpose, which is to serve food. But Their individual calling is unique to each and every one of them. So our knives are used to cut. Um, Our forks are used to stab and pick up things. Our spoons are used to stir things up or scoop things. And you guys get the point. okay? and so I just want to really make that known that there is a difference between your purpose and your calling. So your purpose is the overall thing, which we're all called, I'm sorry, our purpose, everyone's purpose is to serve others and not ourselves. But our unique calling is how we get to the purpose here, how we serve others and not self, okay? And so heading back to Ephesians 4 and 1, Paul is talking about, he's telling us to lead a life worthy of our calling. So what is the word worthy? And so I looked it up. The Greek word for worthy is axios. I believe I'm saying it correctly. A-X-I-O-S, which means weight, assigning a matching value. As the assessment in keeping with how something weighs in. And if we go into that on a biblical terms, basically how something weighs in on God's balance. So I took that as a scale of truth, a scale of truth, right? So let's talk about a scale of truth for a bit. When I think of a scale of truth, I think that is saying that your calling is on a balance of the same equal value or worth to God's truth. So when you give God your yes to what he's called you to do, you have decided to walk in alignment, literally in alignment with God's truth for you, right? So I drew a, I think it's called like a a weight. I don't know. But if you think about one of those things where you have two, a scale, basically a scale, there's two sides and maybe you um, you're at the grocery store and you put the rice in and you're trying to measure how much rice you're going to get. And you say, I want one pound and it comes out to one pound of rice. So I put I drew one of those and it has your calling on one side and then God's truth on the other side. And when you answer the yes to God's calling, it's supposed to weigh out and pretty much be equal because that means you're in alignment with what God says 
his truth is for you specifically, individually, as the unique person that he has created you to be. Remember, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Remember, uh, he has plans for you for good and not for evil, plans with a purpose and a future. And so to get to that purpose, we got to walk in our calling. And so if we think about this scale, I really want you to try to visualize the scale, like there's two sides. There's a bowl on one side, which is holding your calling. And there's a bowl on the other side, which is holding God's truth. I literally want you to envision this in your head and they will be on equal playing fields, which means to really get to equal playing fields with what God's truth is about your life, to really put yourself in alignment to what God says your truth is about your life and what he's called you to do, there has to be some surrenderance. You have to surrender your ambitions to his will. You have to give up what you thought your life was going to look like and be like. You have to be okay with giving God your yes, even though it doesn't necessarily align with what it is you thought you were going to be doing. And I think that is the hardest part for people. But I wanted to talk about the worth of your calling to really put this into perspective for you so that we can all really understand how much our worth truly, I'm sorry, how much our calling truly is worth. If you think about God's truth, God's truth is priceless. Just like he says to the Proverbs 31 woman, you are worth more or she is worth more than rubies. God's truth is worth more than rubies, worth more than our minds could ever imagine, worth more than anything that we could ever imagine or even try to amount to. And when I say even try to amount to, I'm not diminishing you coming into alignment to what he says your calling is, but I want you to understand the magnitude of God's truth. And if your calling is supposed to be in alignment with God's truth, I just think that we don't put enough emphasis on the importance of calling, the importance of the call and why it's so important for us to give our yes to the call that knock on your door to wake up early in the morning. And y'all, I'm talking to myself right now. Okay. That knock every single morning that you see, you keep waking up at 5 a.m., 5 20 a.m. And you're just not answering that call. That's a call, literally a call. It is a call by God for you to get up and him to actually give you what it is that he's called you to do for him to give you the blueprint. For him to talk to you about, okay, my daughter, this is what I want you to do. Okay, my son, this is the way I want you to go. Because through your calling, that's how you fulfill your purpose. Do you understand? I really, really hope that you understand. And so with this, Paul is really telling us that our calling is worth so much more than we could ever imagine. Yes, our purpose is important. Yes, destiny is important. But when you answer the call, I think it's so important. I haven't even talked about that yet, but like it's literally you're answering a call and you're either going to say, okay, God, sure, let's go. Let's do this. Or you're going to just be like, God, I don't, you're going to be like Moses. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can uh, do this. I'm not the person for this particular job. I'm not the one. And it's either going to go one of two ways. Either 
he's going to persuade you to just go ahead and do it <laughs> like he did Moses, or he's going to find somebody else to do it, or he's going to make generations wait until the next generation can come through and be more bold and more confident than what you were able to be. And so I really just want to reiterate that your calling is much more than just a specific job. I know some people say they were called to social work. They were called to therapy. They were called to law. They were called to a specific population. But the question is, what do you do with that specific population? What do you do in the realm of the law? What do you do in the realm of social work? Do you just show up for work or do you actually take what God has given you? God's divine values and truths and do you put it into every single work effort that you do? Are you just showing up or are you showing out? And I don't mean showing out in a glamorous way. I don't mean showing out to get attention. I mean, showing out in the way that God wants you to show out in the way that he wants you to do things. Or are you just following the rules that man gave you? Or are you just, you know, doing what man has told you to do instead of what God has told you to do? Are you afraid to answer the call because you're unsure? You guys, not only have I been studying Bible, but I've been watching this show. Uh, It's called The Chosen, and I believe I may even put the link to it in the show notes because I believe that it's just so good. And so basically what it is, is it's called The Chosen, and it is a crowdfunded project where I don't know who the director is or who actually wrote it. I like I seen his face before I did a little bit of research on it, but I don't know his name, but he God pretty much called him, he says, to create this story about his life. He was a film producer and it didn't go well in Hollywood for him. And so uh, he said, you know, God called him to create this binge worthy show about the life of Jesus. And to be honest, y'all, I really don't care what (laughs) I don't care who he is, what he's doing or what's going on, but I'm going to support anything that is pushing the agenda of Jesus. And I've watched it and that's why I'm, I feel like I'm okay with sharing it with you guys. Um, I feel like it is powerful, powerful, powerful. And when you watch and you really understand how Jesus chose his disciples, his apostles, which he already knew in advance who they were going to be and how they just completely always was just like, I know you didn't want me to do this. I was a sinner before all of this. I was a loser before all of this. People hate me because I'm a tax collector. Um, I owe so much money to the IRS. Uh, you got to watch it to understand. And like I said, I'm more of a visual person. And so things like this really helped me to better understand and not only better understand by watching, but it also intrigues me to go to specific books of the Bible to want to read and learn more. And so, like I said, I'm, I think I'm gonna put it in the show notes. I'm going to share it with you guys so that you can get access to it. It is free. Did I mention it's free? That's another reason why I am supporting it. It is crowdfunded, which means this man raised millions of dollars to 
put this thing together and it doesn't look cheap. Okay. It does not look like something somebody just slapped together. And that's why I am an advocate for it in this moment. Um, the guy mentioned that Game of Thrones, if you ever watch Game of Thrones, I used to watch Game of Thrones. They needed $800 million, I think. I may be even be a little bit lower. I might be a little bit lowballing, but they needed $800 million to get all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. $800 million. I think he's raised so far like a few million and he's done seasons one and seasons two. I just finished season one and I'm about to start season two. But if they needed $800 million for Game of Thrones, I like I said, anybody pushing the agenda of God, I don't care about their flaws. I don't care about anything else. I'm going to support. Now, I haven't necessarily given any money yet. You know what I'm saying? What God gives me, you know, to go ahead, I might, I might donate. I'm going to see what I can do, you know? But I will share it, but I will watch, of course, because I want to, I want my spirit to be filled of things of God. And so I'm a TV watcher. I'm a movie watcher. You guys, that's what I like to do. And so if you're anything like me, I definitely just encourage you not only to check out the Bible project, but also check out this show. Like I said, it's only two seasons so far, and he is projecting that he will have about six to eight seasons from what I read. And so going into Jesus choosing his disciples and his apostles, that was their calling from the jump. But everything that was going on in their lives at the time, they would have never have guessed that they were called to be an apostle of the Messiah. They would have never guessed they were called to teach and preach the New Testament, the new, not the law, not the law of Moses, but the New Testament, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. They never would have guessed it. And it's just a beautiful thing. I I mean, every time I, I can't help but to smile, I'm like, dang girl, what you smiling for? And that's because I just love Jesus so much. And so anyway, y'all. I pray that this episode was helpful for you. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, but I pray that this episode was helpful for you and I'm excited to get into our next or into part two next week. Again, a reminder, if you're still listening with me right now, check that link in the show notes. Check out what we have going on. Make sure you're a part of the tribe so that you can get in on that new audio class that I will be releasing shortly. And I'm gonna see you guys in the next episode.